0: Hello, my fellow humans, or just fellow humans, because of course, you're not mine. I hope this moment finds you, well, feeling good about yourself, and or prepared to relax and take that to a deeper level, because that's what we're going to talk about today. In specific, something that I call open awareness. And it's something i've run across and read it's not mine none of what i talk about is exclusively mine except uh, the stories of this guy called steve that have happened just exactly as they've happened to steve even though we all experience many of the same things and in the end the same feelings which is where we connect which is where we meet one another irregardless of the stories that got us to this moment and for the last seven years i have experienced this thing called open awareness which i would define as being present without any need for thought and therefore without any potential for judgment and by judgment i mean ego-based judgment in this case because we're allowed to look at the world around let our senses perceive something let our mind actually do its job of inventorying the world around that's you know discerning that is you know stating facts about what is around us as opposed to judgment, which is an ego based proposition, which we then, when we're then comparing the facts that our mind assembles with what's in it for me, what do I think about that? Because of who I think I am and how I think I feel about it. In open awareness, that goes away. And so what is open awareness and how the heck do you get there? Well, That's been a question for the ages, and of course a lot of people have helped. And there are a lot of practices that contribute to fostering open awareness. Now achieving it on a full-time basis has eluded most humans for a very long time, because I don't think it's been properly analyzed and explained under the context of what we are as a species, which is why that is fundamental to the way I communicate with you from beyond my own ego consciousness to relate the what we are because that's where we get along most honestly because there's no judgment in that realm and that's where open awareness exists in allowing ourselves to be just what we are and within that the unique who we are that each of us brings forth with no judgment just pure acceptance of the moment as it is. And then when we do engage in action and in thought, doing that from that deeper sense so that we're aware of the impact that our thoughts and actions have on the world around us in as much as we can control it. Because it's gotten very much beyond our control at this point. As far as enjoying and knowing ourselves and how we do the things we do every day, where it comes from how things get into our life and what the effect of what we do our job our work our relationships our consumption what the side effects of that is on the world around us we're very disconnected from that and so we're innately disconnected from responsibility and that's not a good feeling because it's not innately honest and authentic and the root of that is that just by virtue of the fact that we think and label the world around us there's a capacity for us to be inauthentic We have labeled everything around the world, including ourselves. You know, I'm called Steve. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to get, if I want to get hypercritical about it and analytical about it, that's actually a lie. Because I'm an energetic being, energy, with a body, with this mind inside that's capable of all this thinking, but it doesn't have to be engaged all the time, but through that mind, We label things so that we can interrelate and and communicate this information between ourselves as human beings. Again, nothing right or wrong with it. It's just, it is what it is. And yet deeper than that, there's an essence and a feeling that connects everything. All life forms experience open awareness on a full-time basis, except humans. And perhaps some primates and other species that are engaging in mind in very short-term ways, but which are leaps and bounds away from what humans experience, because that was a big evolutionary jump to go from that to what we are, and to be so able to think and use our internal mental environment as opposed to dealing with the actual reality of the external environment on a constant basis. Okay, so that's probably enough rambling for now. So open awareness. I'm going to point you to something um, where I've heard it put very well recently, even though I've understood this for quite a while and I've seen it referenced through many texts and traditions. But I'm a pretty big fan of uh, Mr. Wim Hof and also Russell Brand. And Russell Brand had a podcast where he spoke to Wim and Wim was describing open awareness because they were, they were in the river together. They had you know, done a cold plunge. And part of that, the reason for doing that is to snap you into awareness because when you're that cold, your mind, of course it can think. Your mind wants to do its job. It wants to do what it wants to do. And its first reaction is gonna be, we gotta get out of here. And that's a good reaction. It's not normal to sit in a cold river. But if you force yourself to sit there, eventually your mind has nothing to say about it and you do drop into an open awareness and feel your body, no matter how comfortable or uncomfortable it is, you can engage with it. And so in the process of being there in that moment, Russell was asking Wim, like what do I do now? I'm in the river, this is cold, bloody hell. Um, what do I do? Where do I put my awareness? And Wim said an extremely insightful thing. He put he said, nowhere. Don't put it anywhere. And I will explain that by putting it nowhere, you are actually putting your awareness everywhere, your true awareness. Your mind can have its own awareness. A fixed thought is an awareness. It's a filter through which we're viewing the world. That can be an identity. You could go, you could take that situation and stand there in the cold water and go, I don't like being in the water. I think it's cold. But if you drop that mind-based awareness, you can just describe that situation factually and be, the river is cold. My being is in the river and is starting to feel cold. Don't even say like it, don't like it. Don't think of an action that you need to do right now. Just be with it. And experience it and that is an open awareness allowing your senses to be your senses because that's what they're doing anyways as i say and will continue to say we are sensory beings everything about us is about sensing it's about feeling because that's what life and form a life form is all about is feeling if we didn't feel there'd be no point The meaning of life practically is feeling, period. And so, a well-experienced life is one that is satisfied with having mostly satisfying feelings. Doesn't mean you're in a state of ecstatic bliss all the time, we probably couldn't take that (laughs) as such. But that open awareness leads us to dealing with reality on a constant basis, and that makes life very easy and very satisfying because there's very little thinking involved. And when thinking does need to happen, boom, we do have this powerful mind that can help us figure out the current situation. We can ponder things, contemplate things, use the skills we need, communicate with others, ask for help, talk about situations. But if it comes from open awareness, we have a better chance of it being satisfying because that open awareness is quite simply you in reality. Now, I'm not a meditator as such, and I never was. But I would have to say I'm a very meditative being, and I always have been. You know, when I was younger, I'd be in situations where I just had to stand there in line at the movies or stand there with people, and I'd see people getting fidgety and getting anxious, and I'd just kind of stand there and accept, well, it is what it is. So if I can't do anything about it, or if I choose not to do anything about it, acceptance is the path to feeling it to being you don't even have to like it or not like it you don't have to be comfortable with it of course if you're in situations in life where you are uncomfortable you can choose to do something about it and likely you should if you don't like something you can choose to do something about it and likely you should but you can also accept it and just get through it especially if it's temporary And knowing yourself on that deep level of open awareness, trusting your being to sense and perceive the world around you is where a great experience of life is, starts from, and can be at all times. Whether you're practicing anything else or not, whether you find meditation through meditation, through art, through sport, through any activity you enjoy, through thinking about things. You know, that's fine too. There are plenty of deep thinkers in life who align so much with trying to find some outcome that they aren't not being themselves. And that's another experience of awareness of self that's aligned. But to get to this open awareness is a practice. Because how do we become not an open awareness? Well, from the time we're born into the physical world you know we we come from being in a womb where everything is given to us surely we don't have to think we have a brain that's developing and is capable of already assimilating some information from what our senses perceive through the body of our mother but the second we're in the world you know all five senses are doing something for the first time and they're informing our mind of the world around us what is it? Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it loving? Is it safe? Am I hungry? Is there some danger? Why do we cry right away? Well, why do we cry in general when we're uncomfortable? When, the, when something is unknown and there's maybe a slight sense of fear because of that unknown? That's a natural response. So crying initially is like, oh my god, I'm in the world, what the heck is going on? I don't know, I don't understand, and I don't even have the capacity to understand, because my, my mind doesn't work like that yet. But you see, our senses are already on the alert, and that's a good thing. Now, for the most part, being human, after we're born, we're relatively safe. We have parents, we have a situation where we're being fed, we don't have to, nothing, everything's taken care of for us, and in fact... As a species, we are the most in need of being taken care of for the longest outside the womb than any other species. And that's how important parenting is. And this is one of the challenges that we've had as a species, is this lack of actual focused attention to the sensory being that is born and who is there, as opposed to teaching it information and covering up that open awareness that I'm talking about. Because that open awareness starts to diminish very quickly in life when our mind engages and isn't allowed those spaces in between. Now, I'm fairly certain that part of the reason that my journey had brought me full circle to being in open awareness, that happened, of course, in 2014, and that returned me to that feeling of being when I was a child and I was just there. I was very capable of being there because I had no challenge to it and what I'm getting at is that my very life situation having been born the youngest with an older brother and sister six and seven years older parents my father at work it was just my mother and I in the house it was very quiet it was very peaceful it was very calm my mom was doing her motherly things and I was there in the house or often tethered to the front porch on a nice day (laughs) so I wouldn't go anywhere Not that I did or wanted to, you know, I don't remember it because we're not supposed to remember all of our childhood. It's supposed to be so trusting and healthy that we learn what we learn about the world, make it subconscious and then don't need to know it later. And I'll explain later where a lot of trauma comes from that not happening. But for me, it was safe. And I experienced an open awareness as a very young child. A lot of us do. A lot of us do. The problem now is, the most biggest challenge now is, if at a younger age we're being introduced to more stimulation, more information, a busier world, more hectic world, then we have more to pay attention to outside of ourselves, and that goes into us as information in our mind. And once engaged, our mind just keeps paying attention there. That becomes the filter, the focus. And what does that do? It takes us away from... The reality of things beyond the reality we're learning and there's two layers here there is a real world around us of society of structures of other people other objects even nature itself the thing is is that we've constructed a lot of it out of nature we've made it something whereas we are still this natural being that you know through procreation we just keep showing up the same For hundreds of thousands of years, this genetic human with this thinking brain has remained the same while we've been changing the world around us through our mind and giving ourselves more of an outside focus and not dealing with a direct connection to life. We can have both, but we just don't know what it is because a lot of us don't know what we are because I haven't heard it described very accurately in the past or acutely. And so that's what I'm doing. Is relating that to you so that you can know how the world works not begrudge it not blame it but know yourself within it on that deepest level of aware presence and that's an open awareness and you can retain that open awareness at almost any time when you're engaged in thought your focus might narrow and you need to pay attention to this or that while you're doing it once those things are known and made subconscious like learning to walk learning to talk like the words I'm saying to you right now, I'm not actually actively thinking about it. It's hard to describe, but the words are just flowing out. I know the subject matter, I know what I wanna say, and as I'm thinking, the words flow, ideas come up, and perspectives come up, examples happen. Because I know my life, I've been there, it's all filed away somewhere. When it needs to be thought of, it'll be thought of. I don't have to pre-think it, make notes. I have no notes when I do all these talks and I never will have to have. Sometimes I may want to have some for key points that, you know, once I get rambling, I might get off topic from, but in general, I trust myself to speak of this because this is, these are things I know. They aren't things I've memorized. They aren't scholastic achievements. They aren't intelligence. That's an intellectual proposition. They are an open awareness of my being and the world around me. And that doesn't generally change. Once known, it is known. And then you can sink into a deep feeling of being where you can figure the moment out. You can deal with it as it happens. So ways to get to that open awareness are to know what you are and identify what parts of you you've been living on autopilot through thinking. And knowing that you can still think about things, but you can't think about something constantly in order to be it. You have to be it so that you can think from that being. And then be calm and relaxed about it. No matter how fast you're actually going at doing something, you can still be completely calm inside. And know that open awareness of being. Ways there? Some of the ways I like to tell people to get there are to... Remember times in your life when you've been doing something and you didn't have to think about it. That's when you know you're being yourself and you're, you just sink into an awareness about the world around you. Meditation, absolutely a way to be there. The reason why meditation works is because it takes stimulation of our senses and compilation of that stimulation by our mind. It takes it out of the equation because when you're sitting in a room with no threat, with quiet, so you don't have to hear much, there's no, perhaps, smell except one smell of incense burning. Once in, your senses have inventoried what's around you and it's stable, your mind doesn't have anything to chew on. Trouble is, because we're human, our mind can chew on whatever is already in there. Unless we're watching it and making decisions about it and telling it, no, the reality of it is I'm here right now in this room meditating. I'm just going to be here. I don't need you right now. I can return to you after I'm done or tomorrow morning after I'm done sleeping. This is the power of knowing what we are, what our mind is and putting it in its place. And that happens from this open awareness, knowing that we have that ultimate control by letting go of our mind having control. So we're controlling our mind by letting go control through our mind and returning, and being in this open awareness. A few mantras I've used over the years. The most uh, useful one is saying in any given moment. I used to do this prior to 2014. I don't actually have to do it anymore. But uh, just remind people, it is what it is. And all that really is saying is the reality of where you are and what you're in control of perceiving is right here, right now. You may have things in your head that you have to deal with later you may have challenges you may have problems but if you can snap yourself to the reality of the moment right now and know that you're you are here whether that's actually okay or not you can disconnect from the thinking that's leading to not feeling like yourself not feeling in control not feeling calm that's where anxiety comes from is that that disconnect because the mind is leading the way it's actually thinking about things which aren't right here right now right around you that need to be dealt with or a moment that more often than not you probably don't have to think much about at all because I have found in the last seven years generally speaking there isn't much I actually have to think about in the moment I know this world I know myself getting up putting on my clothes getting ready for the workday walking down the street, obeying the rules when I'm driving, getting on the bus and the SkyTrain, spending money, making money, talking to clients, these don't involve a lot of thinking. I've learned how to do all these things already. I know how to do them. The only thing to negotiate is, what's different about it today? What does this client want? What is this person talking about? What do I need to buy in the store? Looking at the prices, oh, let's buy something that's on sale without worrying about it and thinking about it over and above actually dealing with it. Because we get stuck in that. We get stuck in layering the reality of the world with our thinking about the reality of the world. And that's where the trouble starts. And that's the human condition. That's what we are and what we are capable of doing. And when we do it incessantly, we are doing it to ourselves. We're causing our own suffering. We are causing our own anxiety, our own depression, our own struggles. It's much more fulfilling to actually learn to snap to the moment. It is what it is and deal with it. Boom, then it's done. It can't be carried as a thought into the future because you've dealt with it. It's very satisfying to do that. And if you trust yourself in every moment from that open awareness, you also won't pre-think problems. You won't won't create problems that aren't even there. Because I know people who are anxious and they walk around in the world with a filter, like I used to when I was shy, of, well, what are these people going to think of me if I say this? What are they going to think if I say that? I would be constantly in my head pre-evaluating situations. And what is that? It's actually very dishonest. It's not allowing life to be what it is. Even if the people around don't know themselves, doesn't matter. If they're coming from an egotistical place, doesn't matter. Everyone is at the perspective they're in. But we're all human. We all have the capacity to be engaged in mind or in being, in some balance, I can safely say that I prefer to be in being and feeling as my base because that is the most natural state to then be able to realistically deal with life. Thinking will happen. If you're an adult, you have the skills, you have the capacity, you have a mind. And if you can focus on what you need to it, you can use rational mind, common sense thinking to figure out the moment and then it's done decisiveness is one of the ends of thinking unnecessary thinking and of anxiety decisiveness about the reality of the moment but you can also give yourself permission to if you're not wanting to figure something out if you can't change a situation to just drop it and sink into the moment and let it be what it is and i especially recommend this before you sleep at night I learned to do this many years before 2014 to allow myself to have a good night's sleep because I used to go to bed and have my mind spinning about work, about my partner and problems I thought I was having, about myself being shy and how to communicate my way through situations. You know, that was normal. And that is normal for a lot of people because of what we are. We have a mind that wants to keep moving. We have to give it the reason to not keep thinking. And so that was one of my first practices to get back to my open awareness was to go to bed at night and put my day to rest don't just put my physical body on the ground the ground on the bed sometimes the ground but to put myself at ease at rest and go today is done i'm done thinking whatever i've done i've done whatever i need to do tomorrow when i wake up it'll come back my mind will remember it will think about it or i'll make a list tonight of what i need to do tomorrow that way i've given myself permission to stop thinking about it and i would go to bed do some deep breathing put my mind at ease now before 2014 my mind didn't shut right off but it would ease it would ease considerably by being decisive about the end of my day and that's a huge practice and that's another way to expand into open awareness so that you get a good night's sleep where a lot of healing happens, where a lot of dreaming, positive dreaming, which I'll talk about at some point because I've had some amazing dream experiences and some actual premonitions through dreams because of this open awareness. And I know it's because of that. But I've been sleeping well for well over 20 years and even through very trying times, I've always had a good night's sleep because I made it a habit. I made it a habit, and I did the requisite work to make it a habit, quieting the mind. Not giving it something to think about. A good practice to do while you're falling asleep and already being decisive about a few things and making perhaps a mental checklist for tomorrow is to be thankful. There were times when I spent months falling asleep saying thank you, And being very specific. I would remember people from my childhood. I would remember situations. I would remember things people did for me. Positive and negative. That helped shape me into the person that I am. And I would thank myself. For allowing myself to be myself. I would thank life for putting me here. With the character that I. Am able to know and express. And you know. Hopefully bring some joy. And enlightenment. And chuckles and giggles to other people, because those are the great moments. And when they emanate from pure being, from that open awareness, and they're received with open awareness, whew, that's the good stuff right there. So I hope that gives you something to sink into so that you can know your open awareness. It really is just who you are and what you are meeting. Again, constantly and consistently, perhaps for the first time, since you came into this world, because it's been that much of a struggle for our species, which is why I'm here to talk about it on a constant and consistent basis. On top of the work of many others who I'll be pointing to, who have laid a lot of foundational groundwork in this area as well. So, take a gear yourself, be yourself, rest well, and uh, enjoy. Hello, fellow humans, and thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, Ever since I got this thing started, which was years in the making, I've been excited about uh, doing this, and only this. It's what gives me the most pleasure in life is helping others help themselves, and it's actually what I know the best. Despite all the other things I've studied for and uh, have had as careers, as experiences, as hobbies, as connections with life, this is it. So to that end, if you'd like to experience, or if you'd like to support a very simple human doing this, it doesn't take much for me to survive. And anything over and above that, that I ever make from this will always go back into helping others directly. And you can support me by finding me on Red Circle Podcasts, which may be where you're listening. Uh, there's a uh, donating information there. I also have an account with something called Libra Pay, where you can find me as Steve Alat, or you can send uh, a donation through PayPal, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. If any of those aren't sufficient or fail, send me an email. Again, steve at com. We can figure something out. And uh, thanks for listening. I really, really hope it helps. And if it does, do send me a message. Thanks for your support.